Hi, my name is Tim Boyce, but my friends call me P-Dub. I spend my life writing, producing, and performing music. Like the Mafia, there's no getting out. These are the stories, anecdotes, and advice I've picked up along the way. I share them here with you in the hopes that they will delight, entertain, and inspire you. This is my Dubcast. Enjoy. You! Such a good song. Oh, it's so good. The singing... The, the, the musicianship. Let me see. Let me see. That song is just masterful. Hold up. It the song's called. All right, now I'm on there. What the song's called? What? Year of the knife. Year of the knife. Live. Uh, not the one by 856. Anything. <laughs> it's so because I got the pointer on that one right now. I see skinheads no, going berserk. Look at this black it, and white <laughs> one even. It looks like a, it looks like a Inspector Seven show from the 90s. Uh, bro. I know. No, no, and this is just last just year? Wait, people. hold on. Let's talk about this for a second. Who who is this hate five six? I have no idea, dude. I'm seeing this for the first time too. <laughs> I got, we're gonna have to click on that one next. Yeah, just because we're there. And also, their shit, their shit, their shit comes up like there's a lot. Yeah, there's no tears for fears. I where are they at? Here they are. They're like tenth down on the list. Apparently, this year the knife got it going on, man. They look like they look like. Uh, huh? Well, they're obviously skinheads. Hopefully, they're sharps. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll click on that in a minute. They are got a chick in the band. I imagine they're. Hopefully, kind of sharpie and inclusive. But here we go with the Tears of Fears one. This is 2020, though. Do I want that, or I want to look for a earlier version? Uh, yeah. I'm this is from. Huh? It was posted 10 years ago, and it's was the performance is 1992, and it shows the dude rocking with like a 50s strat with the maple neck. So I'm gonna click on that one. That sounds good. Sounds good to me. Dude, this song is so amazing. They got that little... I was just going to say Peter Gabriel vibe, and when you look on the right, the suggestive videos that come up is Peter Gabriel. This has that, like, you know, that world music thing that was popping, you know, in the, in the 80s. Yeah. You had to have some South African style rhythms. I wonder which one that you found. It's old. And very extended. Let's get into this guitar. It sounds here. like it's one of the good ones. Holy shit, it is the the lead guy is the is the guitar player. I told you. Oh, so in the video then the other guy's probably playing a bass. Yeah, oh, no, the other singer plays bass, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing oh, it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the bassist. I got he's it. He's a Rick and bassist. No, I see that now. He's playing a, he's playing a Rickenbacker. Dude, everybody in that band is an outstanding musician. Oh, no, he's not playing a Rickenbacker. He's playing an active pickup. This is very interesting. It's such a, dude, dude, it's a beautiful... Beautiful, beautifully written song. No, I like it, man. I'm definitely gonna do, do a deep dive on this, but now let's we got we gotta look at this hate five thing and, and <laughs> see 
like, what's going on here? <laughs> Alright. Here we go. Oh boy. Their logo is a hammer and sickle. Oh no. I mean, I'm neither here nor there with that. I really don't give a, you know. But let's see what they're talking about here. There, uh, there's, well, okay, that's encouraging. The crowd is trying to start a little pit. It's starting off a little slow here. Oh no, it's this kind of singing? No, I can't do this stuff. Is that like... Is it like screaming? No, no, no. No, that stuff I can kind of do. It's the deep... It's the Freddy Krueger, like... You know, the horror movie guy voice. Like horror the horror movie stuff? Like... That style. Oh, I hate this Yeah, style. no, I can't... I can't do it with that kind of singing. The music I can deal with. The music's kind of rocking. Hardcore music. Hardcore kind of like metal hybrid. I can't do that kind of singing though. I can't. I hate it. Man. Yeah, I can't do that. You have no idea. Like that shit has been in every genre, man. Remember, it was in like metal in the back in the I day. I can't do it. And then it was in hardcore, and then it was like, I like, yeah, no, that one needs to die. So who do you got for a top overrated? Top overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Or not top, but I know you. It, that's that's a tough question, but. Who, who would you overrated? Yeah, who would you call overrated? I have a few I could think of, and I have a definite runner-up that might be considered a shocker. I call overrated. I hit you. I hit you a couple of my overrated. It'll blow your mind. Yeah, let's hear. Well, one of my number, and and this is I'm a fan of the guy's music. But he's completely overrated. Kirk Hammett. Yes. Kirk Hammett solos like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. You just sound like gobbledygook. Like gobbledygook. The notes don't make sense. Do you know who's worse? Kerry King. Yup. Kerry King from Slayer. They think he's a guitar god. The dude doesn't even know scales. There's so much dissonance. <laughs> I mean, no, doing that, but you can do it with the speed and go up and down, but hit the notes that are actually in the scale of the key that you're playing in. See, the, those type of guitarists are why I love David Gilmore so much. He could play one note and fucking smoke all of them. He does, but I know. I mean, like, I love guys like that, too, and all them dudes are special, but we're talking about them dudes, like... Like we said, from the Sex Pistols that can't do that, but can still make quite an impression. Yeah, I know. Overrated. Kerry King, Kurt Hammett. And as a runner-up, I know this is going to fucking hurt a lot of feelings. And again, as I've gotten older, I've grown to love this man's playing more. Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> and while I'm on that... Clapton, he got to go, bro. He's not that good. When any time I hear somebody go say he's the best, I cringe. Let's put it that way. Who, Stevie? Yeah. I don't mind someone saying he's the best because he's, he's, let's technique we were talking about before. Yo, he's got technique and he's got vibe. When it comes to the feel, he's one of the best. He's insane, but he's, you can't, he he does have technique, bro. Like, watch that man's hands when he's playing, bro. 
he deserves to be in the guitar greats. He's definitely at, like, in the conversation. In, yeah, he's in the conversation, but he's not like you could name twenty guitar players right now in the next sixty seconds that are all technically better than him. You know, technically so, better but unlistenable. For example, taking oh, Al Di Miola. Sit down and try right. to listen to an Al Di Miola song. Right. Like his music doesn't make sense. It's it not sucks. Like appealing to the. That's why it's so fringe and niche. So that's why I don't say better. This goes back to the Pollock, Andy Warhol thing we were talking about, where it's like yeah. I don't look at the technique. You were we were talking about. You're a fan of technique. I am as well, but not as much. Well, I'm more of a fan of style. I'd rather listen to Steve Ray Vaughan than Govan Guthrie, and I know Govan Guthrie is way better technically. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's that whole argument. Some of some of the guys that don't have the technique are unlistenable too, man. Because because I mean, they suck. David Gilmore. He's an he's an average player. Like I could play David. Gil Who can't play David Gilmore? Like you, you, that's basic guitar. But I'm just saying, feel wise. That dude's the combination of notes he plays and the feel he achieves is no one sounds like him. Agreed. And again, you know, this goes back to the Warhol thing now. You see, I'm not I'm not letting you off this Warhol hook, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm putting an honorable mention in for Jackson Pollock as well. Although I do agree with everything you said about the their the hype and the lack of technique. Although I believe that Warhol was intentionally trying to was intentionally trying to show a lack of technique. That was the gig. It was a punk rock thing in the fine art world where it's like, no, well, I'm not like going to paint. Eric Clapton. I don't think Eric Clapton was the greatest guitar player, but there's people out there that say he's the best. I believe that Eric Clapton has been overhyped over time just due to like, <sighs> I even hate to say this. Because I love Cream. When you listen to him, you, you're not hearing anything you can't do. Like when I listen to, but Eric that's Lappin, what I'm saying. I'm not hearing anything I can't play. But if you and oh. I shot back to 1966, right? We're just a guitar player kicking around, and Jimi Hendrix comes along. Now, if you take a guitar player today, he's gonna be like, "Oh, Jimi Hendrix, he was all high and it was sloppy and playing." But in 1966, between it's the same thing. It's not about the technique. This dude figured out a thing between, and as he did have, he did have a technique that was uh, uh, obviously unorthodox and weird. Well, he bridged the guitar players up to the next level. He his also his thing with the equipment choices to get that sound. Yeah. Cream was already out and had two albums before Jimmy even fucking put an album out, right? So they already had like this heavy sound, whatever. Jimmy came with this sound where it was like heavy, but dude, listen to his lead guitar playing in the year 1967 and listen to Clapton's playing in the same year. It's like Jimmy sounds like he's from fucking outer space, bro. <laughs> like it's, oh, yeah. it's not just a technique, although for his day, that technique was pretty impressive. But if you put him up against a West Montgomery or something. Nah, I don't think he's as good as West Montgomery with technique back in I the... love West Montgomery. You see what I'm saying, though? No, but then then put him against Eric Clapton, a guy who's on his playing field, and listen to them both. Here's technique? an underrated one for you. Well, he's not underrated in the true purist guitarist circle, but in, like, for common folk, people never... You say this name and they go, who? Chet Atkins. Oh, nobody says who when you say Chet Atkins. Get at Well, no, come if on you now. know Chet Atkins, you know he's a monster. Bite, bite your tongue, man. 
Now, if there's people right now, you, you ask your next door neighbor about Chedak. Not my next door Chad neighbor, is uh, straight up, he's 80. He's a Korean War vet. He knows who Chad Atkins is, trust me. Or your other neighbor, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean. Dude, the country gentleman, Chad Atkins, forget about what it. I can't even listen to that dude because it's just too complicated. That is guitar on fire, motherfucker. <clears throat> I, to listen to that guy makes me want to stop playing guitar. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Because it's like... Yeah, he was the guy that did the whole, like, there's orchestration. He's playing by himself, one guitar, he's, one guy. He's one of my favorite underrated guitars. <clears throat> he's, guitars. I'm, I take issue with you saying he's underrated. Well, he's not to people like you and me who've known about him all. Like, you know, you and I have been playing guitar for three quarters of our lives. You know, like, it, we're Gen Xers. We know who he is. Dude, he's from, he's not even from our era, though. He's from our grandparents' oh, know, but, era. But we grew up, we're that age. Us, Like, I was born in 70. I grew up here in the 60s and the 50s doo-wop. If you go down uh, to the local school and grab the average kid who's listening to, like, bubblegum pop and, you know, drugged out, you know, trap rap, you know, whatever's hot right now. They heard of Jimi Hendrix. No, they may have. They may have not. And that's fine because that's not their life. But if I was to go to somebody who's like, say, 16, 17 right now, who's an aspiring young guitar player, who's playing any kind of roots-based music, I guarantee you they've heard of Chet Atkins. I guess that is kind of still obscure. <laughs> I'm picking out this, like, needle-in-a-haystack person. <laughs> I'm trying to make an argument for Chet here, man. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Is there no justice? <laughs> Fuck. I, you know, Chad Atkins is one of my favorite guitar players. You want? I'll tell you what. You know, I'm just this popped I into my head. I love his guitar playing. Here's and this goes. This goes back to my Jackson Pollock uh, Warhol argument. Ace Freely. Underrated. Completely. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know, you, you know why? Here's where I think the power is in Ace Frehley's uh, prowess. Uh, not necessarily his lead play, which was fucking smoking, but like you know, there were other, you know, other. There's other guitars. All the rhythm is Paul. Huh? All the rhythm is Paul. But I know he just yeah. paused. Let that sink in. I just found that out like a year or so ago. Paul's doing Paul all them killer. All the riffs. The riffs is Paul. He writes the riffs. Ace was the lead, pretty much, almost. Well, then Paul gets a nod for underrated because when I think of Kiss, I think of revolutionary riff writing. Riffs, yeah. Dude, the riff. If you think of some of the Kiss songs, here's how I found out. Okay, so I read his autobiography. I actually listened to it on my walks. The audio version. It's him reading it, so it's kind of cool. He's very arrogant. He did everything. He's the genius. Whatever, whatever. Paul. But the point is, he's talking yeah. about the songwriting and all this. So after that, I'm all pumped up. I'm on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, Paul Stanley. Let me Google him. So he comes up as on a kit on a um, Gibson produced video so he's playing guitar on this video on behalf of the gibson guitar company you know to show right. you the bitching tone of this les paul right and he it's just him with an amp sitting down and they roll the camera and he starts playing all the riffs 
and I go, holy shit, he wrote those. He, you can tell when he's playing them that he was the architect of the rhythm stuff, not the lead shit. The rhythm shit, which was the bedrock of their songs. And you but see... Dude, the if you listen to those Kiss songs, dude, the rhythms are insane. He's ripping. Ripping. The reason I think Ace is underrated, though, is the same thing with the Pollock thing. Just the level of joy. <laughs> when you listen... Because he's not that great of a player, but he's killing it. So when you listen to Ace's solos, you're like, I could actually do that. But this yeah, guy's actually yeah, killing yeah, yeah. it, and he did it and laid it down on record, and he's profiting off of it. Like, I yes, I could do that, but I didn't do it. This guy did, and it's I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, he put down some memorable leads for us. Oh There's my no doubt. God, forget about it. But like when I think of Kiss as a whole, overall, it's the riff that I'm like, you know, it, that's what's banging my head. Insane. That Simple Minds one you came with, that threw me for a loop. That's crazy. I'm doing a deep dive with Simple Minds and <laughs> Tears for Fears this week, dude. Believe that. So funny. Listen to the drums in the, in the, for Simple Minds. There's that song Alive and Kicking. Alive and Kicking. It's a great tune. I'll check it. So listen, listen to the drums in it. Maybe oh even find God. them playing a, like a live performance of them doing Alive and Kicking. And pay attention to the drummer. How fucking sick the beat of that song is. The other day I posted something about Steve, um, Peter Gabriel on my Facebook. Uh -huh. And I posted that, oh, wow, a lot of times when I listen to Peter Gabriel, his melodies, like the lead melodies, whether it's his singing or whether it's like a keyboard going on in the background, they remind me of bagpipe melodies, right? Uh. Kind of that droning you know, kind of fucking vibe. Right. And someone's response in the cut. You know how there's always a guy in the comment who don't want to talk. He just want to come in with some like <laughs> confrontation. He's like, Peter Gabriel, that cat's so overrated. I'm like, how is Peter? Like, I'm not a huge Peter Gabriel fan at all, dude. I can't even tell you the titles of his albums. But to say that dude from Genesis who went solo and did all this innovative shit with music and video, like... He's a creative human being. How, yeah, how the hell you call a dude like that overrated? As an artist, do you understand how hard he you have to work? Of, he wrote some of the most memorable hits of the 80s. But, but also he had that whole period where he was innovating with his videos as, at the same time. Oh, that talk about innovation. Now, granted, at that point, the music wasn't that great, but... The first ever Claymation video is a Peter Gabriel video. How many, how many hours... Okay, how many hours a week do you work? How many hours a night do you sleep to be creating at that level? Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. Like when the dudes are actually not overrated. You uh, I, I would never call Peter Gabriel overrated. I love him. For people that are overrated, when they say they're overrated, it's just a ridiculous notion. Someone comes to you and tells you Miles Davis or Carlos Santana is overrated. You're going to laugh at them. Columbia Records is pretty good, pretty much, man. They're very tight with their roster. Very tight with their roster. Columbia is. They always have been. They seriously are, man. Yeah. Check artists on Columbia, for real. Dylan, Miles Davis, like, 
They don't fuck right. around, dude. They get guys for like 40 year careers. <laughs> guys and gals. Right. All right, homie, my battery's dying. I'm getting alerts. Yo, I miss you, man. Same with me. Convo, bro. I can't wait till you get back home, man. Yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll resume where we left off. I grabbed a little bit of this for the, for the podcast at the end of us talking. Awesome. Full disclosure, let you know, and I'll chop it. Yeah, sweet. Approval. You. Other than that, I miss you, man. Look forward to seeing you. Call me when you're heading out. Likewise, my homie. All right, brother. One love. All right. You. Peace. Dub family, I would love it if you would show some support by rating and sharing this Dubcast on iTunes. You can also support by using my Amazon affiliate link in the show notes. It's an easy way to show your support, and best of all, it doesn't affect the price at all. For more, you can always find me at dubonline.net on the web. Come by and drop me a message. I'll see you out there. You.